Okay, y'all. So we are back with a brand new episode. As you can tell by the title of this episode, my hair is my crown. We are discussing hair, but more importantly, we're discussing how our hair as Black women can positively or negatively impact our lives. So with that being said, I have a question for y'all. Have y'all ever heard of the Crown Act? of 2019 yeah i did actually um recently there were so many i have because there's been so many different things going on in the news Mm -hmm. for the last few years with like things happening with kids in schools and discrimination and work right kind of stuff so i think this crown act was desperately needed a long time ago i never even heard of it girl interesting I am embarrassed to say that I have never even heard of it until I was reading this article about a discrimination in the workplace case. And the article cited the Crown Act of 2019. I was like, let me go see what that is. I had to go research because I'm like, what is the Crown Act? And it's sad that I have never heard of this. Well, you won't be the first. I'm right. I'm one. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Yo, and that definitely tells me that it did not get as much recognition as it should have because yes. this was news to me. Absolutely. That's definitely the sad part about it, Sabrina. It has not gotten anywhere near mm-hmm. as much um, recognition and discussion as it should have. This is a huge topic that I'm sure huge. so many women of color have Mm -hmm. experienced and even kids it's crazy yeah but the crazier thing is how is it that neither one of us have heard of it you know Talisha I'm sure we are not alone being that because I'm very typically very aware of what's going on in the media and the news and everything so the fact that I never heard of this is crazy to me and what's Mm -hmm. even crazier is as of today there are 18 states that have signed this act into law, but mm. nobody's talking about it. What? Do, does anybody know about what, it? Any? Do anybody know what's? You know, we are. I, obviously, you guys are in Jersey. I'm in Georgia. I'm pretty sure both of these states have probably been included in this act. Oh, and yeah. New so Jersey is all, one of them for sure. But first of all, guys, you know what? Let's rewind because I didn't even say what it is. I said what it is, but I didn't say what it is. You know what I'm saying? So the Crown Act, Crown, Mm C-R-O-W-N, something you wear on your head, Mm -hmm. um, stands for Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair. And it was created in 2019 by Dove, like Dove. So what? I was shocked. Yo, Dove. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh. You know how they have their black hair care line? They do. I think it's called the Gold Series. Dove was a part of um, the coalition for pushing this act forward in Congress. So mm-hmm. it was created in 2019, like I said, by Dove and the Crown Coalition to ensure protection against discrimination based on race-based hairstyles. Dove know. doing it up. Right? <laughs> I support you, Dove. I do. Yes, exactly. Dove has come a long way as far as different things that they've been doing to promote awareness and um, just health overall with the Black and Brown communities. They've right. And I think that is baby, so dope. The melanated baby 
skincare line now. Gabrielle Union. Yes. Did you see yeah, partner with Dove? Thing. No, she got her own like a baby product line. Remember, mm. I sent it to y'all and I, I saw that. I remember what I thought. babies or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. her and her her Dwayne and their baby is all like on the packages and everything, and it says for melanated babies. Ooh, that's dope. Well, I think that's yes. I think that is amazing. That 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 did dope. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, guys, back to the Crown Act. Um, the law actually extends statutory protection to hair texture and protective styles such as braids, locks, twists, and knots in the workplace mm. and in public schools. Because, like Kel said, even children have been experiencing discrimination based off of their natural hair. And even as young as five years old, children were experiencing discrimination in their schools, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And I love my braids. So that's so sad. sad. I can't imagine my reaction or how I would take that as a five-year-old child. Exactly. For me as an adult, it's hard mm-hmm. when people yeah. say something or, you know, make ignorant comments about your hair. Oh, can I touch your hair? Hell no. No. <laughs> Sorry. And, and you can imagine <laughs> with a five-year-old, it can immediately just shatter their whole mm-hmm. self-image, their self-esteem plummets. Absolutely. And the crazy yeah. thing is that one in two, one in two Black children have experienced <laughs> hair discrimination by the age of five years old, one in two. What does that sound like? Just about every black kid to me. Right? <laughs> Pretty hmm. much. Pretty yeah. much. That's what it comes down to. Pretty much. Just sad. So yeah. sad. And, uh, and another statistic is black women are one and a half times more likely to be sent home from the workplace because of their hair. I feel like it's something that is probably still prevalent in today's society. It's just under the radar. These things go unspoken about so often, you know, it's like only when it's a big case and, you know, you had, it's, it's getting like a uh, national recognition on the news and media. That's the only time that, you know, people actually get justice for oh, yeah. this discrimination. Mm-hmm. That's and that's true. really messed up. It's true. I remember there was a story in the news, maybe around this time, there was a little girl who her mom put coconut oil in her hair and the little kids in her class were making fun of her and saying that she stinks. No, Mm. they're not familiar with this natural beauty product. Meanwhile, coconut oil is as natural as you could get. (laughs) Yes. And they're in almost every single hair product as a base. Right. The fact that most of us, and a lot of other like cultures use coconut oil mm-hmm. on their hair, just straight coconut oil on their hair. Mm-hmm. But kids who are not educated and not taught certain things at home, as far as you know, cultural appreciation, appreciation mm-hmm. for other people's cultures is not taught in schools or in homes. And that's where the biggest problem lies. And that's where it should start and begin. Right. Absolutely. It definitely starts at home. And like you said, that lack of education as a child, I mean, unfortunately, it just rolls over into adulthood. 
Mm-hmm. And this, the very sad and unfortunate part of it is, you know, Black women are the ones who are suffering because of this. And, you know, I was reading that 80% of Black women are more likely to change their hair to feel more socially and professionally accepted. Oh, yeah. And, mm. you know, I I will say that I feel like I have been there, you know, even to this day, I don't feel like I would necessarily just rock my hair in its complete natural state without doing something to it. You feel me? But we shouldn't feel it. like that. Why should yeah. we feel like that? We want to manipulate it all, all mm-hmm. time. That's mm-hmm. the way, that's what's been put in our head. Society mm-hmm. has pushed us to that place. Yep. So, But I am happy to say that through my experiences with this topic, I'm at a, I've been at a point for quite some time now that I could literally wake up, throw something in my hair real quick, do a little toss and turn in it, and I'm out. Hey. <laughs> I know that's right. Let huh. my fro flow. Yo. <laughs> that girl ain't got to do nothing to her hair. You're doing better than me right now. Yo. <laughs> you are so comfortable, though. Like, you're mad comfortable in your skin. You are just unapologetically who you are and you don't give a f- what nobody got to say, and that's admirable. Yeah, it's thanks, Bree. But so. it hasn't always been that way. I, like I said, I came a long way, and it took you know some tears. It took some like really hurtful, disrespectful, embarrassing moments for me for me to get that way. I got this way because I got sick and tired of people commenting on my natural hair. The way my hair grows out of my damn head. What I'm gonna do about it? <laughs> right? You know, mm. you want me to put chemical toxic harmful chemicals that Ooh. seep into your scalp mm-hmm. and potentially can cause brain damage and yep. burn your hair and all types of other stuff. Most mm-hmm. people's hair never even grow back. I still have a patch of hair that never grew back from getting relaxers. Okay. <laughs> the same, even with like straightening your hair, you know, mm-hmm. putting heat on it. Me and Talisha was just having this conversation not too long ago about putting heat on our hair too, because that just causes so much damage. And uh, and essentially, you know, a lot of people's hair, it never truly recovers. Um, you know, I'm not saying that with, with taking care of it and, you know, really tending to your hair and um, giving it the love and nourishment that it needs, that it can't, it doesn't have the potential to regenerate itself because it does. But I feel like there are, are some parts of my hair, even though I haven't had a freaking relaxer in my head since, yo, it's been like at least four or five years since I've had a relaxer. And I still, or since, and I don't even use heat on my hair like regularly but I still have heat damage in some parts of my hair Mm -hmm. from four five years ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know and my hair has grown out since then I've cut it since then all type of stuff and I but I still have you know noticeable damage to my hair from manipulating it in different forms right yeah yeah yeah, unfortunately, that's what happens to your when you manipulate it. It causes permanent damage, uh, and it takes some time to get it back to its regular state. So, it sure does. And that's if it ever goes back to its regular state. Yeah, it right. takes a lot of it takes a lot of TLC. So. A lot. <laughs> yeah, to give exactly. it that love and attention. So, with that being said, though, like I really want to know, like, what is this act? 
the Crown Act. What does this mean to y'all? Like, Kels, what does this act mean to you? To me, it is something that has, unfortunately, the fact that it didn't even come about until 2019. I feel like it's something that should have been brought up and to protect women who wear their hair the way they were born to wear their hair. You know, the way we were culturally taught to wear our hair. How can, like, it's crazy to me to think that there has to be a law to let people know that it's okay for me to wear my hair the way I want to wear my hair. Mm, that's deep. Mm-hmm. That's the that's way I feel about deep. it. And I don't have a daughter. Hopefully one day I will. But one thing I will teach her is your hair is your crown. You wear it the way you want it to be, the way mm-hmm. you want it, the way that's comfortable, the way you like it, regardless of what anybody ever says or does. Right. And I've had people come up to me like I'm a freaking like, I don't know, like a something at a museum. Like you know? an artifact. Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Your hair is so cool. Like, what is that? Can I touch it? Can I touch it? And no. No. Back up. Like, oh, my God. How did you get this in here? Wait, your hair was different the other day. Yeah. So, you know, like, there's I remember that things. one. Right. There's different things that are said to black women. And it's. And it's like, they're so comfortable to be able to say these things to mm-hmm. us without even thinking about it. They don't think no. about your feelings, about anything, anything about it. It's just, I don't even know how to, do you I, don't, know, I don't know what it is. It's just do you know ignorance. that I had, I actually had a freaking employer. Um, I'm sorry, not an employer, but I actually had a superior of mine ask me in the middle of a staff meeting that I was conducting what? If the hair in my head was my hair, was my real hair. Oh, I sure did. I bought it. Can you I bought it. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I said, yes, this is my hair. First of all, who does that? Like, whoa, I, like it came all the way mm. left, like out of left field. Because like I said, I was conducting a staff meeting. And wow. this person came out of nowhere. And I will say it was a male. This was oh. a male. It was not a person of color. Okay. But it was a male. And I thought that that was the most ignorant, disrespectful thing that anybody had ever said to me before. Like, oh, man. I'm the grateful crazy part that. is they, they don't see it that way. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh, I just asked you a question. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, he saw nothing wrong with it. Why was, was he so head mesmerized head? by your hair if you were conducting a meeting? What was exactly. his fascination with your hair? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially like, you know, like you say, in the middle of a meeting, you're more concerned about something superficial rather it's, than yeah. what's coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it was in something intelligent that I was telling to them. It was something pertinent, something that was important. So how does anything superficial about me have anything to do with what the staff need to know? Shit makes no sense. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, ladies. Hair, hair, hair. Well, well, well. It is something that us Black women have struggled with from as long as we can remember, you know? Yeah, we like we just spoke on applying chemicals to our hair. I remember wrapping the longest sleeve T-shirt I could find in my dresser drawer around my crown. And I'm sure uh, other young women can relate, you know? 
to have that hang time. We wanted that hang time. We just wanted to feel it graze our shoulders, <laughs> just to feel that shaky shake. So you know, we imagine having it in base. Yeah, yeah, we I wanted to that. have these inches because our natural coils were said to be nappy, which translated to I ugly hate in our that minds. freaking word. I yes, hate that word. That I had something word, that I man. never. I said that I would never use that word to my daughter. Ever, right, because that's not what it is that's not what it is <laughs> it is not like that is a derogatory term as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. and it was whenever it was being said it was always being said in a negative way you mm-hmm. know so i would never use that term when it comes to my hair or any other person of color's hair mm-hmm. of course and i don't use it either in my household <laughs> mm-hmm. you know i know how it made me feel growing up so i would never want to project that onto my children right it's a horrible feeling sure is but as we know we we have come to a place of acceptance in this world and our hair is beautiful no matter what style length or texture Mm -hmm. you know it gives us confidence Mm -hmm. we we can now pass it down to our younger generation and our offspring Right. This is hair revolution at its finest, ladies. You know this, right? It sure is. We now grace the pages of magazines, TV Mm -hmm. screens, becoming idols and adored for our natural beauty. Yes. Kinky manes. I can say, I would say kinky rather than nappy, coily. Yeah. Yep. And you see it so much more often on, like I said, on like mainstream TV, like all these commercials. I'm like, wow. I've we didn't see that growing up. We didn't see that kind of representation. Exactly. You know, growing up, there might be a person here and there who wore mm-hmm. their natural hair, and they were like an anomaly. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know what I noticed as well? I watch the news these days, and I see all these women of color with braids, afros, yes. Natural, and I'm just I, every time I see it, I, I'm still in shock. I'm like, right. wow, they can wear their hair like this now on the news. Mm-hmm. We still getting used to it because it was so taboo. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like anytime you saw a black woman on TV back in the day, they had a jacked up wig on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, it wasn't oh, even yeah. a cute one, <laughs> looked like a rug. Yes, uh, it wasn't even something that looked cute or natural at all. And it was like, yo, I bet you. Some of these women, if they would have just wore like a natural hairstyle, they would look so much better. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if the goal was to make them look good. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It was to make them look. Even- you know what it was? It was to make them look like their counterparts. Exactly. Uh, like the you people know. that they're. Yeah, True. exactly. To make them look more socially and professionally mm-hmm. accepted. Accepted. Yeah. According to social norms, which is. Right. It's not the normal, you know, for it. You know, even going back to like the 50s, they used to say that the sexiest woman, their size is size 12. Now, you know, a few years ago, sexiest woman size two or three. Mm-hmm. And now it's back up to like eight or 10. It's mm. the same thing with, you know, it's it's crazy what people in society project as what is beauty. Mm-hmm. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It is. is from deep within it's not just it's subjective it's very subjective absolutely going back to history again our hair we have had people you know like a lot of the braids and if you look at different um african cultures they use braids as symbols of their class and ranking and royalty status 
Absolutely. Escaped slaves. Some of them even used hair braid patterns as roadmaps on how to get the hell out of there. I heard about that. That was a very, very, very interesting subject. I want to do more research on that one there. Mm -hmm. Right. I like it. Love it. Great point. But do you know, guys, I came across this and it's very befitting for this for this topic that we're discussing. Oprah has a new series called, quote unquote, The Hair Tales. Okay, and guess who it's hosted by? Uh, The pro goddess herself, (laughs) Tracy Ellis Ross. (laughs) My mama, my hair mama. I love her. (laughs) I love her. But hair goes to the max. Yep, they have this new series coming out and it's, um, she's hosting it, but they're going to be exploring different personal stories of Mm. black hair from black women's own unique perspectives. And I think it's so cool because it's just time that we celebrate our natural hair with all its kinks and coils and frizz and all that. And just Mm -hmm. embrace it and love every single part of us and not give a damn who is bothered by it. That's right, Right. ma'am. And I do want to make one thing clear. We're not saying any discrimination or nothing like that about any women who choose not to display and wear their natural hair. There's nothing wrong with that either. However, you want to wear your hair, whether you wear extensions or wigs and weaves and lace fronts and and whatever else you wear your hair, however you want to wear your hair to make yourself feel confident and beautiful, that's what you do and that's what we are promoting. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. We're just... We just don't want the discrimination against Mm -hmm. anyone who chooses to wear their hair in uh, Afrocentric, I will say Afrocentric um, style or, you you know, be judged based off of their natural hair textures, which we have no control over. We were born with it. Yeah, not unless we manipulate. (laughs) But guys, we're going to wrap up now. Um, So I just want you queens, you young queens, you older queens, I want you all to remember that you are warranted to rock your crown wherever and however you see fit. We are all winning, y'all. We winning in this race. So don't let anybody take your boldness and beauty away from you. Let's take on the world, beauties. Let's do it. I love it, love it, love it, T. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Real Queens Talk as much as I did. So don't forget to follow us on social media. Our IG is at Real Queens Talk underscore official. And if you guys have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please send us an email at realqueenstalk at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to hear some of your experiences as well. And tell us what the Crown Act means to you. So hit us up, guys. And don't forget to share this podcast link with everyone you know. And if you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe to notifications so you never miss one of these awesome episodes. So stay tuned and stay real, queens. Peace and love.